0: The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of
1: manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not so fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show.
0: Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. I am Adam Minahan, sitting here with my best bud, David Niles. Yo. And back by popular demand, we have our good friend, Andrew Pudua, from the IEW Institute of Excellence in Writing here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Welcome again, Andrew. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. This episode is going to be a little crazy. Uh, We have multiple beverages we're going to try this we're we're turning the show in the second segment we're going to turn it into a cooking show or at least we're going to be eating for the first time i think yeah cooking is we're not not actually cooking cooking anything but we're going to be eating so i I can't wait so it's gonna be a a pretty fun episode now andrew before we get going on what we normally get started on we have a little bit of housekeeping to do uh dave we are uh, about to go to arizona phoenix yes Um, do you remember the dates off the, off the hand? Uh, first,
2: first weekend in February.
0: Yes. The second, Mm -hmm. uh, second and third, Friday, Saturday, we're going to be in the, uh, Phoenix. We're going to the,
2: do I like get any points or a
0: hundred, a hundred points for you.
2: You almost said a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, but I, I, uh, I was quick to, (laughs) quick to change that, but yeah,
0: so we're going to be in Phoenix. If you are listening from Phoenix, we'll be at the men's conference. Uh, we will be emceeing the event and giving a talk. So we're really excited about, uh, yeah. That and then also uh, the E6 Men's Conference. We will be at the third weekend in February um, in Indiana. We will be doing a live show uh, at that conference as well. So we're really excited. If you're from Indiana, I think there's still tickets for the E6 Men's Conference. Also, Jonathan Conrad, the Catholic woodworker, he'll, he'll be, be there. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Phoenix Conference, I believe, still has a few tickets left to the Into the Breach Catholic Men's Conference. Right on. Right so. On. Uh, we hope to see you there. If you're there, come find us. We'd love to hang out with you. Yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Also, oh, in February, another thing that we're doing is we're, uh, switching to Patreon. Yes. We're launching our Patreon account.
0: Yes, I'm really glad you, you said that. I Um, get it. How many points is that? I mean, that's like a lot of points. That's, yeah, that's 200 points. You're now hitting three, 300 points. All right. All right. Show is very early. I'm winning. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we are going to (laughs) Patreon the beginning of February. Um, we're switching over platforms, so that that'll be something. We'll we'll have more information on that. Yeah, stand by. Yes. Um, so, if this is your first time listening to the Catholic Man Show, we do three things every episode: we open, review, and enjoy a man beverage. We highlight a man gear, and we have a manly discussion. Uh, this evening, for the only the second time ever in the history of the Catholic Man Show, we're we're having a wine. Second time only. Yes, only the second time. Uh, yeah. Really? hmm You checked that. Yes. Okay. So um this evening we're having juggernaut. Nay, third time.
2: Uh the one from Rome right. by Andrew DeJoseph. Right. And then uh the one the Meritage wine we did. Um, I don't remember. That was that just one. that was just recently. Yeah, we did it.
0: Oh. Okay. Well this one How
1: many points does he get for that?
0: negative uh, fifty there. <laughs> For tri- for correcting me, <laughs> Ooh.
1: you know what? I value those negative fifty more than the three hundred
2: I
0: had before. <laughs> so we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers, Cheers. to Jesus. So uh, this is Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet. It's a it's 2015. It's an interesting wine mm. uh, because it's an interesting cab. I had I had to look it up. I'm not a uh, a wine connoisseur, or what What do they call them? A winophile. A winophile. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, That's how you say it. I always said onophile, yeah.
2: but
1: winophile sounds, win-a-file. that sounds right. Well, Latin, you know. Yeah. Latin. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Thanks. label is actually really cool. You can see it right there on the beverage cam. But, so, these grapes are grown on a side of a hill, on a side of a mountain, and it's very hard to grow grapes on a side of a mountain because... It's rocky, and it's not easy for the soil to. Especially this particular mountain. Right. Yeah. Maybe um, other mountains would be different. different but, yeah. Right. But so this one is, it, it, it's intentional though, because what happens is, uh, because it's not the soil's not like well didn't have a lot of nutrients. It's hard for the grapes to really grow. But what happens is the bushels of grapes are smaller than normal, and the grapes themselves are smaller than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my understanding, it, the the grape skins are what gives. Uh, the wine, the flavor. And so w- what happens is even though it's not as much, like you, you can't find as many great, like the bushels aren't as big, uh, these these grapes are much more robust and intense flavors. Mm, mm. So you have you have uh, a lot more, it, it's hard to make in mass quantities, but you have a lot more flavor in these grapes. I what see. are your
1: thoughts? Do you agree with that? Well, them? I don't know anything about growing grapes, but it makes me think this is a, a wine Nietzsche would have liked. Mm. You know, because he said, "What doesn't kill me makes me stronger." stronger so, right? in the case of these grapes, if they survive the hostile mm. environment, yeah, they're strong. Mm-hmm.
2: That's where so, that comes from. Nietzsche said
1: that. Yes, yes. I I actually just learned that recently. I uh, thought it was like Kanye West or something. no, no. I'm <laughs> I'm reading a book called The Coddling of the American Mind. Oh, I've, heard of, I've heard of this book. And it's the three, uh, the three great lies. Yeah, if I can remember them all. The first great lie is um, trust your always trust your feelings. Oh yeah. The second great lie is if it doesn't kill me, it makes me weaker. Contrast against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. microaggression. Yeah, right. That's that's what it's all about. That book. And then the third one is everyone is either good or bad.
2: So the whole book is when the is, truth is, is everyone's probably both.
1: Yeah, well, that's what we would observe if we're students of history and literature and ourselves and psychology and Jordan Peterson followers. Or
2: if we weren't just stupid.
1: (laughs) But anyway, the book's very interesting. But that's where I learned the Nietzsche quote. So it's not like I'm actually a philosophy guy or
2: anything. Kanye West, he's ripping ripping stuff off from guys. I I
1: don't think it was him, was it? Oh, I don't
2: don't know. I I knew it wasn't him.
0: (laughs) I
1: mean, how do you know Nietzsche didn't steal it from someone? Maybe he did.
2: Maybe that guy had like a really smart butler who was always like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just dropping wisdom on him. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to write that down.
1: Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I don't think we have very much time left, but IEW, maybe brush up on, on what
1: IEW oh, is. Oh gosh. Well, it's the Institute for Excellence in Writing, mm-hmm. and uh, we are headquartered here in uh, eastern Oklahoma. We have uh, one office out in Locust Grove near the monastery, the mm-hmm. Annunciation of Our Lady Clear Creek Monks, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have another office just down the road here in Garnett uh, in Bixby. And so we publish education curriculum primarily pertaining to the arts of language which would be um listening speaking reading writing and thinking mm-hmm. and so uh, it's my company with my wife we've we're about to hit our 25th anniversary from when when we actually did the very first seminar wow and yep. now uh, we've got uh I don't know, a few dozen employees. I'm not exactly sure how many myself. And, <laughs> That's uh, somebody else's job. You know. Uh, yeah. Many, track. many hundreds of thousands around the world that have used our products. and Excellent. We're, we especially love uh, teaching writing. That's why we're excellent in writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so any homeschool families or teachers or people out there wanting to improve their own writing, uh, check us out at IEW.com.
0: And it's awesome. You go to YouTube and just type in Andrew Pudaw because he has quite his
1: videos on there. You can get kind of a
0: taste for what you guys what you do. And it's really awesome.
1: I also yeah. highly recommend the, uh, it. the Andrew Pudaw Illustrated Joke of the Month. Have you seen that one? Ooh, no, but I'm a big, know big fan. Video this. with a green screen, uh-huh. and so I tell a joke. It's usually kind of. Do you, you just, know, just like leave the green joke. screen? No, no, <laughs> because that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> my, we'll do that one time. No, but my team they illustrate the thing, and so it's kind of amusing. <laughs> It is it it is a dad joke. Is that not always okay? But you know, I, I can not only do dad jokes, I can do granddad jokes because you know I have eleven nice. grandchildren.
2: Nice. Which is that kind of just like dad jokes that fell out of style? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Those could be even better, except I might not get them.
1: <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on the wine? Uh, I, I you, you're a bit. You like wine? I do, and reds. You know, I particularly prefer the reds, and it's very uh, very woody. Mhm, earthy. It is aged in oak barrels. Okay, well that that comes through. Uh huh. Um, this would go well with a um, a rack of lamb, I would think. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, might go well with some hot wings or something. Mm. That sounds. That sounds um, tantalizing. It, it might yes. just go well with a with a Chesterton book.
0: Yes. Little, what pick up or a or little even bit a, of a Chesterton
2: shirt. I mean, as long as you keep them some distance <laughs> between the two. Between the two,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. My understanding is, is typically reds are more predominant in the winter months, the cooler months, and then the whites are more for the summer months. Is that accurate? Do you know?
1: I don't know. That's that's, that's kind of my understanding. I've always thought reds are like for a stouter feeling, like when you're eating beef. Yeah. Uh, Lamb. Mm -hmm. Burgers, if you pair wine with burgers. And whites are more like fish. Yeah. Yeah, for Vetici. Friday, you know, like, yeah, Friday for Friday, yeah. You know, if, if yeah, yeah, if you're, you know, if you're looking for like a penance or yeah. something, you would drink. We do white yeah. instead of red. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, so I, if I'm going to drink wine, I'm always going to drink a red wine if, if that's an option. But, you know, I also drink stout beer in the stum- in the summer, so like, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe I'm not a good person to, to base that off of.
0: Yeah. Uh, this wine tastes red to me. <laughs> You know what? You mean I, if you if you didn't see it,
1: you'd figure that out. Figure out. You know what? I'm really picking up on some in here. Is some grape. Some yeah, grape? I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting
2: hints of grape <laughs> in this uh, particular beverage here. Mm,
1: and what about the legs? Aren't you supposed to like? Oh yeah, you're supposed to do something with that. Oh, look at those legs.
0: Look at those legs, baby. They, they, oh, there's something. So <laughs> when we get back, we're gonna jump into the man gear, which is gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. (laughs) So raise your glass.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and our guest, Mr. Andrew Poudoir of the IEW. I just like, I like the IEW. I'm a big fan. I like calling it the IEW too. Thank you.
0: Uh, If you don't remember, we had an episode with uh, Andrew not too long ago on imagination and literature. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imagination and the moral. Imagination. No, literature and the moral imagination. imagination. Yes. Yes. And you were the one who like, Gave me the idea. You told me the last episode that you had a whiteboard that you put on, like, by your kitchen table to teach your kids while we were eating dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have I've moved on to doing that. We've got a whiteboard. It's not as big, smaller one, but I have small kids, so I don't have as much information yet. Right. We can graduate up to bigger, yeah. bigger and better ones. Good. Well, so, and it's going really well. Actually, it's really impressive that uh, every time we sit down to eat. Eat even not even dinner like lunches or breakfast. They're like, can we, can we do this? Uh-huh. You know, I'm pointing. Okay, let's do it. So, they can say theological now. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why you've lost the- weight. You're not eating. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. eating at okay. all. I'm I just. Lo- just yeah. You
2: know. Well, let's eat now. So, oh yeah. So this
0: is the first thing that we're like, first time I think on the Catholic Mansion. Yeah. That we're so doing. the man
2: gear for today is hot sauce. Okay. Because eating hot sauce is kind of a manly thing. You know, there's it's kind of one of those things where you sit down at the table with your buddy and. You see who can out, you know, it's a competition. Men love competing. <laughs> it's true. And this is a, you know, we don't like have sword fights anymore or so. You no, know, we have hot sauce battles. Some, that's the thing that people do. My, yeah. my
1: first competition was when I was 17. I was a busboy in a restaurant and a lot of the other busboys that worked there were Mexicans and mm-hmm. there were jalapeno peppers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I had with a Mexican busboy. Comrade, a jalapeno pepper eating contest. How'd it go? I won. Wow. Nice. I paid the price later, but I won. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> no won. No doubt. No yes. doubt. So, this was your idea to have uh, hot sauce as our man gear. Yeah. Well, uh, I have found that hot sauce greatly enriches my life. And it, it mm-hmm. is definitely mm-hmm. a man thing. It's rare to find a woman who has the same appreciation. For Hot sauces Yeah, they're out there, peppers.
2: but like you said, it's, it's in fewer number, no yeah, doubt.:
1: It's fewer number. And what inspired the idea of gear, because you're really think of gear as a thing, you know, like mm-hmm. a knife or what do we do, a bookshelf? Yeah but see this little tiny bottle of tabasco. Mm-hmm. This is man gear. No doubt, because mm-hmm. I travel with these because you know you stay in those hotels that have those cardboard eggs and right awful biscuits and you you eat it because it's free Mm -hmm. and i travel a lot in my business so one year my marketing director was talking about christmas gifts i said i hate christmas gifts i don't want stuff and i only want something edible you know what i wish i had and i described these one ounce or half ounce containers 3.7 milliliters one eighth of an ounce I wish I had a whole case of these things. Then I could travel and take them on airplanes. Yeah. Because they're, you know, under whatever, three-ounce yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just throw a handful of these in my suitcase, and wherever I go, I'm yeah. ready. Because I those tabasco. hotel
2: eggs that you described, oh. uh, if you do have Tabasco sauce, very edible. Yeah. Uh, they're fine. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Without the Tabasco sauce, no amount of salt or pepper is really going to make them... Where you think? Ah, eh, you know that was a good breakfast. You're mm. gonna say that was a bad breakfast. Yeah,
1: I wish I hadn't eaten that. Yeah, and no one wants to say that. I should have paid for a real breakfast. So, so it is like gear because I, you know, I travel. I equip myself with with those mini. With tabasco tabasco sauce. But at home, of course, you know, there's so many more options as we have here. Yes, we have a yeah. lot
2: of options here. Some of them are uh, border on the ridiculous. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the first one that we like, I wanted to bring up. It's not technically actually a a hot sauce because it's a, a kind of a blend of barbecue sauce and hot sauce, but it's from Pappy's. It's from uh, Kentucky, and it's called uh, White Lightning. All the love you'll ever need is what it, is what it says on the on the bottle. So it's uh, you know Pappy's bourbon, mm-hmm. Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Um, it's it's kind of a, they kind of I think collabed for this, and it's a delicious smoky. Uh, barbecue barbecue Mm -hmm. sauce so uh that's the first wing one that we have the second wing one we have is the traditional uh hot sauce wing with the tabasco sauce and butter Mm -hmm. the third one we have on the wings is this it's called uh uh no i think oh yeah that one colon cleaner colon (laughs) cleaner yes and it's more of a mustard based uh hot sauce Mm -hmm. uh it's uh, i i've actually I've, i've had it it's not as hot as what I was expecting it to be yeah, yeah. With, by the name, um, and then the, th- the the last one that we have is called the bomb. The bomb, and it is very hot. It's a uh, habanero based. It's called ground zero. The bomb, ground zero. It has three hundred twenty one thousand nine hundred Scoville units. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Is that what it says? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, jalapenos are somewhere between twenty five hundred and ten thousand okay so this is roughly thirty two times hotter than a jalapeno H- hotter than the
2: on the very hottest side yeah right so and i I would just say I tried that mm-hmm I put some on my finger right on the tongue
1: I, what mm-hmm. was what was the effect
2: it was very hot mm-hmm. no doubt okay let me see it, although I was saying I it,
1: actually agree with you it
2: was okay. not the hottest thing that I'd ever had mm-hmm and I, it, there's no way I would say that it was 32 times hotter than a jalapeno. Well, it was very hot. Mm-hmm. But I've had some jalapenos that I said, no.
0: I've had a jalapeno that was <coughs> this hot. Mm-hmm. Well, they vary widely. Mm-hmm. In the jalapenos, even the habaneros. Yeah, that's a ha- habanero based. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, so we switched over also to beer. Um, because you wings know, we gonna... and beer,
2: like we figured. Like. <laughs> I don't think wine. Well, I don't know.
0: Maybe wine would quench.
1: It might, but this is a special beer.
2: This is... Oh, yeah, we didn't even say we're drinking Nursia beer.
1: this is an extremely special beer. Yes,
2: it's very, very good. We're drinking the Blonde, Mm -hmm. because I thought that'll be a little bit better for the...
1: And this came all the way from? From the Abbey. Oh, yeah, no doubt. mm -hmm. In Nursia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yep, yep. So now, uh, here in Oklahoma, you used to not be able to get it very well, but now that we changed the liquor laws... um, as of this last October, you can order it. They uh, have an affiliate in California, this, so they it all go, it goes shipped to California and then to where you are. Mm-hmm. But
0: so, what do you look for in a hot sauce, Dave?
2: Okay, I look for a good level of heat. Um, I don't I'm not one of those people who like wants to all the time just burn my you know esophagus. My, yeah, exactly, or clean out my colon. <laughs> um, but I like a good constant level of heat mm-hmm. um, but I also want something that's got some flavor there's some hot sauces out there that is just heat not really much flavor mm-hmm. you know and it's kind of a gimmick hot sauce uh, I, to me it's like I don't, I don't want to waste my time with
1: that maybe this one which I have not opened yet it's, yeah, the, it's called the fiery fool hellfire it says the hottest sauce in the world without extract now anybody yeah. could say that I don't know if it's true yeah, how do you... Yeah, But, but what, have, did, you, what have, did you think of the bomb? The bomb is good. It's, it's hot. It's right in there. You probably... I would probably put... You took it really well. Four or five drops on a couple eggs. Oh, man, I wouldn't do that much.
0: So, that's, that's way too and much for me. With
1: some cheese and some uh, garlic that, and some green onions. That maybe start
0: sweating just thinking about it, is what, <laughs> is what that's going to do. Mm-hmm.
1: But, but, you know, drops. Yeah. It's hot. Drops. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's hot. It's penetrating. The great thing about a bottle... Like this. Ah. The great thing about this bottle is how many ounces? Four ounces. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. take it on airplane. But, you know, it's small. Mm-hmm. It'll last you a long time. Yeah, because you're not going to use much of that. A couple drops a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, a little research some time ago about the health benefits of capsaicin. Yes. Do you, do you know any of these? I've heard that there are, but I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. Well, uh, I, I did bring some notes. Good. Because I don't like to say things that might be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't worry about that so much. But. <laughs> but, I know. When you're like
2: older and more well-known, yes. yes. maybe, yes. maybe then you will. But uh,
1: one thing uh, that I have strongly thought from my own experience, but seems to be verified with research, is the capsaicin uh, does support the immune system. So really? It's, it's a blood purifier. Hmm. Pepper is a blood purifier so it supports the immune system the circulation um improves um metabolism speeds up your metabolism no kidding so sometimes it's helpful for weight gain Ooh. i mean weight loss oh can you hear that <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> you're you're you can hear that outside
2: my mouth right <laughs> there
1: um improves digestion i i think i've experienced that <laughs> uh for <laughs> Um, It does, evidently, at least in rats and mice, uh, have this uh, uh, protection against cancer. Uh, Evidently, it activates certain cell receptors that reduce the risk of tumors. So in genetically prone to cancer mice, they find a reduction of tumors and increase of lifespan. Um, When combined with ginseng and saffron, it says it can enhance sexual performance. Really? So that's for, interesting. You know what? For that explains a folks, lot, actually. <laughs> for, for the married folks, I mean, we could you could do some kind of study yeah. there. Ain't, um, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. And uh, it's also, of course, very high in uh, vitamins, mm-hmm. and uh, the pepper enzyme, mm-hmm. um, the luteins, will help protect your eyes from cataracts and. As, long as you don't put it in your eye. Macular degeneration. Yeah. And that has happened. I have put hot sauce accidentally in, your, in like, my rub, rub your eye afterwards? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a and, and, bad thing to do. Oh, yeah. I've
2: done that too, and you think you're gonna die.
1: Yeah, yeah but you don't. You don't, that's, that's you don't. Yeah. I think that's why some of these extremes, you know, like Hellfire, this one is called Reaper Evil. That one, Evil. I just had that one, that uh-huh. one is good. I love this one. Oh man, um, that's what I'm talking about, it has so much flavor. Yeah, it's got the heat and the flavor. Yeah. Um, Fuegobox.com. You, uh-huh. can, you can order a subscription to three hot sauces in a box And get it sent automatically Nice huh. That's men gear Yeah So when we get back, we're going to jump into the topic Which is
0: movies In between segments, we're going to try a couple of these really hot ones So we're like going to be sweating by the time we get back <laughs> We're on the Lord's team, the winning side So raise your glass Where are your wings? Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Just got done eating crazy hot, hot sauce. You're struggling a little bit. I'm struggling. I'm sweating a little bit. I can tell, but... I'm good, though. You're hanging in. You're hanging in. Yeah. Uh, Juan's over there. He was buckled over just a minute ago after taking six Reaper... What was it called? Reaper something. Uh, Reaper evil. Reaper, Reaper evil. Yeah.
2: I love that hot sauce. That is that is some hot. I think that one is that one got me more than the bomb mm-hmm. did.
1: But it's, yeah.
2: it's a different kind of. Yeah, because it's a gradual. Impact.
1: Maybe a mix together would be the ultimate. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'll tell you where you can buy it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So uh,
0: if you're just now, if you're listening on the radio or podcast, you can go to our uh, YouTube and things like that and catch the in between segments. Which right, you can watch.
2: Well, I don't know. You actually you actually won't get to see Juan suffer. He's st- he's, he's still, still suffering right? over there. <laughs> Offer it, hey, one. would you offer it up for my sins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, Andrew, this is an interesting topic that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that you, you suggested it because I'm not very good movie. Like I don't consume a lot of movies. Um, I don't. You used to. I used to. I, but I, I particularly just have been burned so many times sure. with people saying, hey, this is a good movie. Go watch it. I only have a cer- certain amount of time to uh, dedicate to entertainment. Right. And so... If I go see a movie based on it, somebody telling me, a friend of mine that says, "Hey, go see this movie. It's really good," and I don't think it's very good, I'm like, I just wasted two and a half hours, three hours, yeah, and twenty five bucks, yeah, and I can't get that I took back. A date. Yeah. And I've been that's happened to me so many times that's almost like nope. I'm almost out yeah. with movies, in general. <laughs> um, but so l- l- let's talk about maybe the, uh, the good foundation, uh, a foundation to start or launching point is what is a good movie?
1: You know. What makes a movie good? Well, you know, I think there's one philosophy on the extreme is you can learn something from everything. Mm-hmm. Even completely dysfunctional, disordered, broken story, mm-hmm. yeah. you can learn something from that. Yeah. It has some value in some way. Because mm-hmm. um, even
2: the disordered points to the ordered. Exactly. You know, there's a reason why Won, hand me that one. you don't wine. like it. You know, yeah. The reason You can say, oh, that was messed up for this reason. Exactly. And like... The depraved, in some ways, teaches more about the way things should be, because it's very obvious that all of a sudden something's wrong.
1: And that's why the dystopian literature, you know, 1984, Brave New World, the dystopian movies, Hunger Games. last
2: night, my wife and I saw that movie on Netflix, and we said, let's watch it.
1: I've, we'd never
2: read the book. Didn't oh, know anything about? Oh. We only made it about thirty minutes before we turned. We <laughs> said, "Okay, never mind." I did not realize. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's an extreme. It's an extreme disorderedness. There's there's a lot of nudity.
2: Like and, oh. there's a scene with like she's not about to. Like surely they're about to cut away, right? Right. They don't cut away. Well, okay. And it, yeah, <laughs> and it's
1: an older movie too, so that makes it even more shocking. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so so there's that view. Then there's the view that. You really, you know, what is good and true and beautiful, it should be wholesome, and you shouldn't waste your time on anything that isn't really going to enrich your soul and your yeah, mind. Yeah. And, of course, often, you know, the, the balance, the the wisdom is in the middle, mm-hmm. and it's very chest- hard to find Chestertonian. Uh, something flawless. Um, Chesterton, one of my favorite, favorite quotes is, if you know, if something is worth... Uh, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing badly yeah. Right? or poorly I like that or quote imperfectly. Too. So, you know, there there can be value in a movie that's less than perfect. But the trick is how to think, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's something we don't get taught in schools these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we come at movies like it's good. I frequently would ask my children, why is it good? They couldn't mm-hmm. answer because it was good. I mean, it just was. Mm-hmm. So how do we get? deeper into that that's that's a good question
2: yeah yeah no no i agree because okay so you could say oh if there's nudity in a movie i'm not going to see it okay well then you're not going to see schindler's list which which is good okay but i'm just saying i point that out because there's a lot of nudity in it but it's not the kind of nudity that you think you know it's dead you know you see a pile of dead bodies you know because Mm -hmm. they're they're naked but that doesn't mean it's nudity you know like
1: right right well there's 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 gratuitous types of nudity and Mm -hmm. and gratuitous types of humor and violence that are just there, you know, to titillate. It's there Mm -hmm. as as a voyeuristic thing. And then there's things that are intrinsic to the thing itself. You know, violence, I think, is a good example because you look at some of the the truly great violent movies, uh, the war movies, Band of Brothers, um, Hacksaw Ridge. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that. Incredible. That's the, that the Mel Gibson I did, movie, I did, right? Mel Gibson's recent one. Yeah. Incredible. I need, to, I need to see it. Unbelievable violence. The passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah, thinking this afternoon about uh, the movie To End All Wars, which is kind of based, based on a true story. And, you know, I can't watch movies like that with my wife because she just doesn't do well with violence. Mm-hmm. But without that level of violence, the movie would not have the same soul-impacting effect
2: yes exactly so i think it comes down to and it's hard to know but what is the intent of some of the bad stuff in movies because mm-hmm. you know are they trying to are they trying to elicit lust mm-hmm. you know yeah, i mean and if that's the case then you don't need to waste your time no. on that because the thing is there are so many movies even though you might say oh there's a lot of other good things in this movie look there are so many don't waste your time right. on a movie right. i mean just, that's got that's in. Intending to elicit lust right. in you.
0: Just watch a John Wayne movie. Almost every John Wayne movie is a great movie. In my Okay, opinion. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's uh, my opinion. I, 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 <laughs> that's my opinion. But uh, so, okay, so uh, we understand a little. I guess a little bit about the good. My, my question is: there's a there's a principle called the principle of the integral good, and I can't remember if this is a Aquinas thing that he hashes out or not. But it, it's basically the like what what Dave likes to call the dog poop in the brownie. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a whole you know, pan a brownie and there's just a little bit of dog poop in there, no, no one wants to eat it. I just put a little bit of dog poop you know, in the brownies. It's like, you're not going to Do you eat want it. one? Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, you're mm-hmm. going to say no. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't want one, right? right? So, you use that analogy and you, you use it for, you know, anything else, movies, for example. So, if there is a scene that is a lustful scene like we were talking about where, where there's nudity and it's like, this is far more graphic than what it should be right. uh, for for the movie itself, uh, is that something that we should watch? Yeah. I mean that's that, that's something that I I personally struggle with. Like uh, I, I've watched several series where it's like this is a really good series, this is a really great TV show series, but there's things in here that are not good. Yeah. If
1: you could just like
0: take cut, that cut out, cut that part,
1: right? Uh, so how do you reconcile that? Well, I think you know what David said is <clears throat> there's so many to choose from mm-hmm. that you you don't you're never really forced to eat the brownies you don't want to eat.
2: Right, mm-hmm. because there's a mountain of brownies behind you, and they're, they're all different, you know, so you can find some without dog poop in them. And
1: you know what's, what's encouraging to me is looking at the last few decades of movie making. there are some stellar, distinctly Catholic movies, unapologetically out there, powerful Catholic movies that did well in the theaters, mm-hmm. that, that people responded to, even non-Catholics, not even really knowing that it was such a distinctly Catholic movie, uh, that that are still revered today. Uh, one comes to mind is A Man for All Seasons. So that was a play that was written in 1960, and it was made into a movie in 1965. So I was five years old. So I didn't actually see it until I was older, but I remember as a child this movie had a tremendous impact. It's the story, of course, of St. Thomas More. mm mm-hmm. That's, okay, I was trying to remember what this Saint movie Thomas was. Yeah, More, yeah, yeah. and um, it's, you know, a lot of the dialogue in the play <clears throat> came from historical record of his trials uh, and things he wrote. And uh, uh, Bishop uh, Barron. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a big Word fan. Fire, yeah. He said he watched this movie every year growing up. He showed it to his students in seminary every year, and he scheduled a showing for the faculty at the seminary where he was every year, of course, on... The feast day of St. Thomas More. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is a case where this movie was huge. I mean, it was the big Academy Award winner in its year. Everyone knew this movie. Why did it have this universal appeal? Because this was the story of one man standing for what was right against the world, even unto his death. Mm-hmm. Against the king. Against the king, who he loved. Mm-hmm. against his Yeah, country. yeah, that's an important part. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he said, you know, I die the king's good servant, but God's first. And and when he, in that last speech, says it is not, paraphrasing of course, it is not lawful for the king or the parliament to take upon itself that which Jesus Christ himself gave to Peter and the seat of Peter. It's like you couldn't have a better... Mm-hmm. short summation of the authority that Christ himself, while walking on earth, gave to establish the Catholic Church. And, uh, you know, that was, that was in the theaters. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people have seen that movie and heard those words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I mean, we were talking about this. A movie, last time we were talking about books, essentially, this time we're talking about movies. So it's kind of a good, these are good mm-hmm. bookends. Um, well I played. It's an analogy. Uh, but you could, you know, these days, oh, I don't have to read a book because I went and saw the movie, you know, uh, which typically is the, you know, I know the book is always better. But a movie has a way of, I think, impacting a person in a much more visceral, in much more, because it's like, here's the whole story, boom, you know, the highs and the lows through the whole, yeah. the, the, the story goes up and down. It's like, it's like this emotional roller coaster over this packed in a short amount of time. Yeah, you know I, what I mean?
1: Movies tend to have a much more emotional impact. Yeah. Books, I think, tend to have a much greater intellectual impact. Because if you mm, think about good, it, yeah, a movie, like yeah, you're done in an hour and a half, two hours. A book, you're going to spend 10, 12, 14 hours reading. Mm-hmm. That's going to take a lot more time. Yeah, because you're invested in that. So the more things that you're invested in, the more you get out of it, right? I yeah. Mean, typically. Do you do show notes? Yes, because I'll give you these movies that I wanted to talk about. I can't believe we're out of time. Yeah, well, no, we no, got no. we got one more, segment. One, more oh, second. We
0: do. Yeah, okay. one more segment. Yeah, one more segment. Okay, great. So we'll be right back. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan and Andrew Poudoua. We've been talking about movies. We talked about some hot sauce. We've been drinking wine. We had a little beer. It's really been a very festive episode, I think. Uh, a Joyful. Very joyful. So we're talking about movies. Mm-hmm. Andrew, there are just some, there are, uh, some movies that I've seen in my life that I was li- like in the uh, the fog of that movie for several days Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about and to me that's when you think what's a good movie uh and Mm
1: -hmm. there
2: have been some movies where it wasn't maybe a good effect you know and i kind of knew it and it kind of bothered me for a couple days Um, but still you could say it was an effective movie Mm -hmm. even even if it wasn't Mm -hmm. good because it It caused me to, like, I couldn't shake it. You know, I was pondering it, I was thinking about it. And so, anyway, that's what I really like in a movie is when I see it, it like lingers with me. You you and I I have talked
0: about this before, but don't you think that poetry is interesting because the author wants to write just enough to where you understand what's the storyline, but gives you enough breathing room for you to insert your own personal experiences into that story Mm -hmm. and make it rhyme? Yeah. Well, and so I think that maybe, maybe, possibly. And so I think that, that movies are, are are similar. Like they, you, you want to create a story that you that everybody can follow, but yet at the same time you can kind of put yourself in that situation, or kind of like what you said, like you, at least it, it kind of emotionally grabs you where you're
1: affected. It just affects you, yeah. Well, it, what do you think about that? Uh, it you can trace the the whole discussion all the way back to Plato and Aristotle, right? So if you go all the way back, Plato basically said, well, um, this is not really a glass. This is just the form of a glass. The perfect glass exists perfectly, not materially, right? Hmm. So this is just a semblance of perfection. Okay. And art is more one step removed from that. So a, a photo or a picture, a drawing of a glass is one step further from the reality of glass. So art is intrinsically problematic because it draws us away from reality. Aristotle came back and then later said, no, there's a cathartic value because art helps us see something in a way that we don't necessarily perceive it. Therefore, we can grow by that. Yes. And then you know you move forward a 1,000 years, 1,500 years, you get into the medieval concept that art is to bring beauty into the world Mm -hmm. and then you get into an enlightenment period where you know the best of art imitates nature right so you had all those beautiful types of realistic and nature-based paintings trying to capture the essence of something so that you could contemplate that right um and then and then you get into the modern era where art isn't about capturing beauty and making goodness and truth it's about expressing yourself right so then art became it's worthless it's for its own sake art for Mm -hmm. art's sake rather than art for god's sake Mm -hmm. uh and i think you know movie making we we can see that that's a similar thing pre prior to movies were dramas and prior prior to dramas were essentially your well your your greek tragedies Mm -hmm. well they were dramas and then you had your your uh, theological plays, you know, your medieval period, the harrowing of hell kind of thing. And then you had Shakespeare, who was kind of bringing that idea of comedy and history and bringing it to life and embedding truth in it. And then you had, of course, our tradition of movie making, which, uh, as you mentioned in the previous segment, uh, early, early on, people had kind of this responsibility. We're making a movie. It has to be good for the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's, we're making a movie, it has to be good for us.
2: Yeah, we have to make money. We have
1: to sell it. And, and so we'll do anything to sell. And that's when you get into the gratuitous that, mm. we, that we dislike. Yeah, yeah. So um, one definition of a great book uh, that I heard is a great book is a book that you can read again and again and again. And get more out of it each time. Mm-hmm. So you can know that a book is not a great book very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you start reading it and you say, I'm not even gonna finish this thing. You can't really know if a book is a great book until you've read it a second time. I think a movie is kind of like that. Yeah. You know, people say it's a great movie. My first question would be, would you watch it again? Hmm. And why? What would you get out of watching it again? Well you already know the plot story, you know what's gonna happen. So yeah, it's especially a movie
2: because the, the the whole like surprise or you know it's gone, it's gone. You know what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. So why would you watch it again? Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. good question.
1: It, it enriched you. Like somehow. nobody watches it,
2: Star Wars Episode One a second time. I mean,
1: unless like- <laughs> you have children. Yeah. And each of them gets old enough to see it for the first time. And, then, and you, then you do
2: it because it's like, I will watch this movie with you because you need to see it because I know you want to see it. it yeah. And there's a sweet,
1: there's a sweet lightsaber battle in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's cultural literacy at this point. Yeah. But <clears throat> how about The Sound of Music? Mm. Right. Now there's a movie mm-hmm. I have watched many the, dozens of times yeah. in my life. The
0: are alive. Um,
1: why? And you know, it's interesting. No one has ever attempted to remake that movie. It'd be oh, terrible if they did. Bad idea. Because it's too good. Bad it's idea. It's close to perfection. yeah Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so Would they solve the problem of Maria?
1: No, probably not. They wouldn't. Every every movie on my list, although they did redo it
2: live <laughs> with Carrie Underwood, mm. uh, they did a they did a, like a live TV, uh huh. Like it was like a Broadway, yeah. On but not TV. not the full play. No, no, was it, no, 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 no just not the, not the, the full songs, play. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, 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 no. Oh, they did the play. Yeah, there was the. It okay. wasn't
0: a full. It wasn't the full. Well, because it's only like. It's a
2: anyway, book, isn't anyway, it also a... Well, it's, it's from it's, a book. It's a play But it was or originally something. Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the movie is not everything that's in the Broadway play. Right. They did, like, the play. Carrie Underwood was... Um, Maria. Maria. Maria, yes. Uh, and it was live on TV. Yeah. And it was... Okay.
1: Well, but my point would be <clears throat> that movie was a true classic in that. Yeah. It would be very hard to improve on it. Mm-hmm. You could watch it again. Mm -hmm. and again, Mm -hmm. and you get something out of it.
0: Or It's a Wonderful Life. That's kind of what I think about it. Mm Exactly.
1: You can watch that movie every year. So let's go through it, because I don't think we have much time left, and I want to get at least a few movies. Some of the distinctly awesome Catholic movies Mm -hmm. that weren't necessarily made by people who were trying to make a Catholic movie, but the story they chose. Um, One of my favorites of all time is The Scarlet and the Black Do you know this movie? Never even heard of it. It's you've got to get it. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. You should find out. I'm sure you can get it if you want. Usually,
2: when it's like a movie you really want to
1: see, it's not on Netflix. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. But you got Hulu. You got Amazon Prime. You got Scarlet and the Black. The Scarlet and the Black. So it's it's based on the true story of Father Hugh O'Flaherty, who was a a Monsignor in the Vatican during World War II, and he's Mm. running basically this underground network of railroad to get. Um, Jews and captured people and people held by the Nazis out of occupied Italy, and Lieutenant Colonel Herbert Kepler, 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 Kepler is assigned. He's the chief of police for the the SS. Right. He's trying to get this guy. So it's Christopher Plummer is the SS officer, and Gregory Peck is Father of Flaherty. It's based on a true story, and I can't get into too many of the details, but it is just this incredible study of the personalities of these two men, Mm -hmm. and the acting is superb, and the fact that it's based on a true story, I find always very interesting. I do like Mm -hmm. that, too. Yeah, yeah. me too. And uh, in the very end, uh, the Nazi officer is sentenced to life in prison, for he did some very awful things, and Father Flaherty visits him every month, and he ends up baptizing him. And he dies a Christian in prison. Wow. It, it's an awesome—that's in the after-the-movie part of the story. Uh, but that one, um, I think almost every version of Joan of Arc hits somewhere. There's something about Joan mm. of Arc. And it's not a story that—I I don't know. I think—why does it appeal to a man? You know, I th-
2: Yeah, some 13-year-old girl yeah, charging well, into why, battle. It's like, why do it's the weird.
1: noble women saints— Teresa Lucero, Mother Teresa. Why, why do we respect that so much? You know what? That's a good point. I
2: have read them, and not read many men mm-hmm. of yeah. the man saints. I,
0: yeah. I, I just think uh, we're inherently attracted to holiness, yeah, and women. Well, I think especially and holiness. Women. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but they're just
2: they have a, this receptive to to Christ, you know. So yeah. their spiritual life is so like yeah.
1: rich. So, uh, I particularly love the uh, 1999 three-hour TV miniseries. With,
2: I think um, that one is on Formed.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, uh, which,
2: if you go to St. Benedict, you have a free subscription mm-hmm. to Formed. Oh. Yeah.
1: Peter O'Toole plays uh, mm. the uh, the bad bishop, uh, whatever his name is. About three. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose.
2: Ooh, that movie got me.
1: <gasps> that movie was... Too scary for Christians. What what got and me it was, was too when I real when I looked for the up because uh, I knew it's based on this
2: true story. I was like, all oh, right, let me see what's true. And then I looked up all, like what actually happened and that. Then that movie got me. Yeah, that's when I was in college. That, it wasn't
1: the man I was now. Uh, is it powerful? Powerful. I needed movie. to be scared at that time. And then I think um probably my my most favorite recent movie made by Catholics is Little Boy. You, you mm-hmm. saw oh, that yes. right? Adam? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. And this little boy, his father goes off to war, and he's just devastated. And he hears this sermon, you know, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And he hears mm-hmm. this, so he goes to the priest, who, by the way, is Tom Wilkinson, who plays the same priest in the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yes, ah, really he does. interesting. And uh, he goes to him and says, "How can I get the faith, this faith, to move mountains? I want to bring my daddy back." And the priest says, oh, there's an ancient list. And he gives him a list of the seven corporal works of mercy. Yes. And the whole movie is about this little boy trying to feed the hungry and clothe the naked and bury the dead.
2: Quick question. Have you seen the remake of Cinderella?
1: Uh, Yeah. Did you like it? I am still here. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Enough said. Andrew, thanks so much. I'm going to try some of this hot sauce after the end of this episode. Could you brought some more? Uh, um,
1: uh, On your eggs in the morning. Yeah.
0: We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.